Hello and welcome to Shuffle Buddies. Hey. I'm Chris. And I'm Casey. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm happy to be back. Oh yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> listeners have probably been missing your sweet, serene voice uh, <laughs> since Hi. last time we bid adieu to our good friend, Ryan. Ryan. That was a fun episode to listen to. Oh, good. That was his first time on the mic, and I was like, this could either go one of two ways, very poorly and very awkward, or <laughs> or really well, and I think it went pretty well. So I think good. so, too. I realized like as soon as it started, I thought the same thing, where I was like, oh my gosh, podcasts could be super awkward, <laughs> but it really, like, you guys did a great job. I really enjoyed it. Thanks. Yeah, it was fun <laughs> to listen to. Uh, I feel this is my first time back since the holidays, so it feels weird. It, it's been a while. Year, new year, new you. Mm-hmm. New year, new me, doing the same old she. <laughs> <laughs> Coming right for our explicit tag right there. <laughs> what? That wasn't a swear word. There was no T. Oh, okay. To be honest, I've had um, maybe two mimosas (laughs) i thought you went to go play tennis well we did play tennis and then we went out for brunch (laughs) i see i see okay you gotta reward yourself so i might be a little bit more bubbly than i normally am but you've been pretty bubbly the last little while because we've been celebrating nonstop. (laughs) well i guess the holidays are way in the past now but the holidays have come and gone and this is just drowning in bubbles yeah and uh and during that time we treated ourselves plenty oh my gosh yeah i didn't say no to anything like i ate everything in front of me i drank everything in front of me you opened everything in front of you i opened everything in front of me yeah (laughs) i always kind of give myself a little bit of leeway over the holidays i'm just kind of like there's no point of saying no like i'm not gonna eat healthy it's just it's just not gonna happen and i i don't want to think about it and i might as well just fully enjoy the time in front of me and then when the new year starts and the regular schedule starts back up, I'll do better. So I feel like I've been doing a lot better lately. Yeah. Closing all my rings <laughs> on <Bad>. my Apple Watch, <laughs> trying to get back into just being active every day because I really let it slide. Wow, that's okay. And that's really, what the holidays are for. Yeah. So I really, really leaned into uh, the sloth <laughs> and the gluttony sins. <laughs> But yeah, so I feel like I'm doing better now. Played some tennis this morning with a friend, but then we went out for brunch and brunch and mimosas. I had a delicious chicken sandwich and mimosas. I was just over at our little dive bar down the street, but it was very good. It was fun. But I'm wow. ready to party. Over the holidays, we also were ready to party and play some games with. Oh yeah, we your did. family. We partied hard with yeah. our games. Yeah, we, we didn't party that hard. We played <laughs> a lot of really great new lightweight family yep. games. Yeah. They're great. They're perfect for my family. Which one do you think was the winner of of the holiday? So Clover. So 100%. Clover. I had grabbed So Clover in anticipation of the holidays. Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe this is a Christmas present or maybe it's just something I'll bring along. Did I give it away? It was a Christmas present in the end, right? It was a Christmas present for my dad. Yeah. So I, I actually don't own a copy of So Clover yeah. now that I think about it. Uh-huh. But I'll be picking it up because So Clover was super awesome. Oh, it was so good. It was an immediate hit. Yep. And so Clover is in the vein of a code names type word game. Uh-huh. Except for in So Clover, you're given like this little plastic clover with four sides mm-hmm. and it has a grid of four pegs in the middle and it has these weird little square cards with a hole cut out in the middle. Mm-hmm. And you just put the four cards into a two by two grid and on each end of the clover there's two words. And all you have to do is take a dry erase marker and put 
a single word that connects those two words together. Yeah. And you do that four times on each side of the clover, and then you remove all these little four-sided cards, add in another card, and then you just show it to the table, and the table tries to put your four cards back in the orientation that they were when you wrote the clues. Yeah. And also, I mean, the four cards that you're slotting originally are four randomly drawn and randomly placed cards. Yeah. It's yep. like really random. And sometimes it is super hard it can <laughs> to be think really of hard. <laughs> the word to tie these two random things together. Yeah. It could be hard. Yep. And, and each card has four words on it. So not only do you need to find the correct four cards out of the five cards that you have, you also need to orient them correctly on this this puzzle. So you're kind of saying, ooh, like metal and jewelry could go together to be gold. Or maybe gold is Egypt because of the pharaohs or something like that. Kind yeah. Of. So what I actually really liked about it was Codenames is a great game, but it puts a lot of pressure on two people, the code givers. In yeah. So Clover, everybody gets their clover and it's like heads down homework time where everyone kind of looks at their clover and then they look at each side. I do like that, that everybody's doing that all together. Yeah, and it doesn't take that long because it really is just like four pairs of words. And then when you're done, you get a long extended amount of fun game time because then you basically just go through each puzzle one at a time. And I put my puzzle out there and everyone tries to solve it together. This game's totally cooperative. There's no real competition. Mm -hmm. Um, And you get a couple chances to solve it. And if a word is wrong, you just take the card off. You don't say how it was wrong or if it was the wrong word or if it was just oriented wrong. You just take it off and then they have three chances to get it right. I think they have two chances, right? They just have... Oh, maybe it is. Oh, maybe it is three chances. But that's one thing that I really like about it is that it's like limited opportunity. So it can't go on for forever. It's just kind of like it might be twice, actually, because I feel like it was super fast. It's pretty fast. So everyone, you just get to do puzzles for a while. And everyone does these kind of like word puzzles together. Of course, when they're doing yours, you can't say anything. But it it gives you that codename feelings of everyone's talking about your words and you're just sitting there and you're like, I can't say anything, but you guys are so stupid. You're talking yourself. (laughs) You're talking yourself right out of the right answer. My mom would get so upset because she's like, you're overthinking it. (laughs) And I'm like, that's the point of the game. We're supposed to think about it. But she was like, you were right the first time. And then you talked yourselves out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, would get, she would get so upset. Yeah. And everyone has their own always tell logic. Us like it. we would do a dawn puzzle, your mom's dawn, and we'd do a dawn puzzle differently than we do any other puzzle. It's we'd true. Be because like, this is just remember who's giving the clues here. Yep. And everyone kind of has their own style. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because when she would go... Because you're supposed to kind of try to find a word to combine the two words right. together. But she was like, well, the clue for this one word was just so good that you should get it yeah. anyway. Even though like the other word's kind of a throwaway word. We figured that out. Right. Like, she would try and get like, one really good word yeah. on each side. So that way you'd have to put them in these orientation because this one is so good for this one. <laughs> and we're just like, that's not how it works. And she's like, but it should work if you're figuring it out good enough. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It was really fun. Yeah. Everybody had their own way of playing it. You just have to know who you're playing with and being like, how would they approach these two words? Yeah. Or like trying to find one word that combines them. Mm -hmm. Would it be something that relates to both of them? Or is it something where if both words are combined, they come up with this one word? Like a compounder. Yeah. 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 It's kind of, and, and I would kind of go either way. Like I would catch myself kind of pigeonholing myself into one way and then be like oh no they can both just like have their own meaning 
with this word. They don't have to all three relate to each mm-hmm. other. So it was fun. Yeah. So my go-to games for that kind of game is probably Codenames mm-hmm. and Just One. Yep. Codenames being a little bit more cerebral where you're sitting around and really analyzing. Just One kind of being more lackadaisical where you're just throwing out words. I think So Clover straddles that in a really nice way where it's a little bit more thinky and and the puzzle lasts a little bit longer than just one mm-hmm. but it's not quite as like heads down crunchy um really trying to think of really solid clues like code names where you're really trying to like straddle as many words as possible yeah and it is on on code names you're right where it is just a lot of pressure on that one clue giver giver. and in this in so clover everybody's the clue giver yep and i do i really like the way it was structured where it was like okay here's a few minutes for us all to think of our own words and then we'll just take turns giving out our clover it was great i'm gonna i'm gonna grab another copy because i think we should definitely have it yeah i think we should bring it to your family i would love i'm excited to see how the nibblings i think it'll be like a code names where it'll be like i'll keep buying copies and every time someone likes it i'll just be like take it and then i'll just buy a new copy i love that that was a fun one (laughs) yeah i think my family really liked it i think it sounds like and because it's made for like three to six players Mm -hmm. but my parents have been playing just with each other which i super cute yeah they really like it another game that i picked up for a gift for you was Mm. a game called super magic super fun time so close (laughs) do you remember the name of it Super Magic Fun Box. Super Mega Lucky Box. Super Mega Lucky Box. Yeah, and Super Lucky. Like, <laughs> and Super. It's Ma- hard. Super Mega Lucky Box is designed by Phil Walker Harding. Of course. Of Sushi Go and P W H. Archaeology, all sorts of different oh, yeah. games, and it's published by Game Right. I grabbed Super Mega Lucky Box mm-hmm. because you had been talking to a friend recently just about going out and when you used to play bingo at yeah. like the VFW. Yep. It was uh, with my friend Robin, who we went to go see Die Hard the Musical with. At yeah, that's right. Bryant Lake Bull, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was so good. Uh, but yeah, because she works there and I would go visit her when I lived in Uptown. And then we would go over to the Irish pub across the street and we'd go there and play bingo. And it was super fun. I loved it. (laughs) And I was thinking about that and I was like, I probably don't need to get Casey a game for Christmas because we have so many games. But then I just was like, you know, you were just talking about how much fun that was. And I saw Super Mega Lucky Box had just come out and it really is like, I would describe it as like bingo with a little bit of strategy and tons and tons of bonuses. Yes. Yeah, and in Super Mega Lucky Box, it's a, I guess it's kind of a flip and write game where you have multiple little bingo cards, just like three by three bingo cards in front of you, mm-hmm. and you're revealing numbers that you can fill into these bingo cards. And as you go, you're just, whenever you complete a row or column of three, you get a little bonus, which might just let you fill in one more number, or it might let you do various different special things. Yeah, it could just be in-game scoring. Yeah, and you just keep filling out as many bingo cards as you can. Um, And it really becomes like, for some people who are filling it out, who maybe weren't as uh, attuned to honing in on where the combos are as you are, they were just kind of filling (laughs) it out, just being like, I think it was your dad who was filling it out. And he was just kind of filling it out without any real purpose. But you instantly were like, I'm going to fill columns and rows and I'm going to get this bonus. Oh, okay. I guess I just didn't even notice that. I was so focused on my own board. I think the true true gamers amongst us instantly (laughs) were 
like just comboing. So our turns, even though all we would do is flip one number and cross it off, we'd be like, okay, I'm crossing off this number, which gives me a bonus, which lets me put a number here. And I'm going to cross that one off, which is going to finish this one, which gives me this, which I can do this. Oh yeah. And, and, and I'm going like... to round the number up by using this and stuff like that. <laughs> and, um, you know, your dad was kind of just sitting there with his, just during the first game with his head kind of spinning. Cause he's like, I just crossed off a number. What are you guys Why doing? Why are you guys still going? Why is you you're still having a turn? Because it was the first game where you're kind of mm-hmm. learning is learning game for sure. Yeah, and it's just kind of like a little dopamine rush of a game. It <gasps> yes. kind of has like a nostalgic, almost like Schoolhouse Rocks or '70s game show vibe to it a little bit. It definitely had Schoolhouse Rock vibe, like the the yeah, design the, of the, it. The kind of like retro graphic yeah. design. Um and it's it's very minimal, just numbers and Yeah. That's about it. Yep. Um, numbers and colors. But they still do a good job of making it like a little cohesive aesthetic package yeah. and um super light game, but you know, it mm-hmm. is just fun to get those combos cruising and yeah, cross it off totally as many felt checks. like a bar game. <laughs> like a like a bingo game. But it was fun. I really liked it. I'm glad I got it for Christmas. I don't know where it is. It's in your game stacks. <laughs> it's on the shelf <laughs> next to the solo game table. Yeah, I really like it because those are just like the perfect games because I think of like if I ever have friends over and it's just like, hey, let's play some games. Like I'm looking, those are the kind of games I'm looking to play like with my friends because mm-hmm. those are the ones where you can still have a conversation and yep. still be chatting and like it just gives you something to do basically. Um, those are the perfect games to just really play casually with friends where you don't have to like go heads down and like spend an hour learning the game and then really stay focused, you know, mm-hmm. and people can't talk during their turns or something because they're just so distracted. Right. And Hang that's out. exactly why I picked it up for you because it's I think perfect. as we slowly kind of lurchingly crawl out of quarantine, you have been <laughs> seeing a few friends more often. Yep. And, you know, sometimes you're just like, what's a game that I can just put in my pocket and if a game comes up, I could teach it in two seconds. And that, you know, yep. that library is a pretty limited library. We do have some good options in that mm-hmm. library, but I was just like, when you mentioned bingo, it just clicked and I was like, I'm perfect. gonna grab that and see how that goes. So that was so great. That was a perfect gift. Thank yeah. you. He's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you want to talk about the other game that we played a lot over winter break? Sure, yeah. We'll just like go into I feel like this is just a big game because i mean like all i've been up to lately <laughs> is uh watching more british bake-off rewatching yeah. it again it's just like constantly con- not constantly but it's the only thing i watch but it, it's just <laughs> nice to have it on the background i really have usually i would have like podcasts playing in the background but i have been having this on in the background mm-hmm. a lot more that is true but i do know like sometimes it's how anxiety presents itself yeah is that people find comfort in watching the same thing over and over again. And I totally get that. And it's just like, I can't even take on the newness of a new show right now. Cause also I don't want to sit and watch it. I yeah. don't want to just like sit. I, I like to just like have it on in the background in the morning. I'll drink my coffee in bed and you know, on a weekend and watch some British bake off and play wordle <laughs> and ease my way into the day. It's, Get it's in the nice. mood to have some desserts for breakfast. Oh my gosh, yes. That, I think that was a big thing I got into at the end of the year was just like eating so many desserts because <laughs> I was watching British Bake Off so much. But it is just like, it's just like a comforting thing. It's like something you can come to depend on. Like I know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. And it's just like so easy and comforting and 
it just like allows me to relax without my brain just spiraling. You I know? mean, I totally get that. I yeah. mean, that is literally how I use the Dark Souls games. Where yeah. I, if I don't want to think about anything, I just put one of those on and I've been through yeah. it several times and it's just, it's more of a Zen state than it is a, I want to experience something new state. And I'm just totally. like after class, I'm just like, I don't I'm just going to play Dark Souls. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to figure out a new show to watch and then have to pay attention to it. And it's just like, I feel bad because I, I feel kind of gluttonous. Like when I earn, you know, like sloth, like with those, you know, like two I mentioned before, where if I'm just like sitting there watching TV, but it's just something that's just been comforting lately. But to change it up, I have started watching a new show. What? A new old show. A new, oh yes, you have. (laughs) A classic. (laughs) I was going to try to sing some of the theme song. Uh, The Nanny. The nanny with the Fran nanny Drescher's. With Fran Drescher. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> it's on HBO Max. Is oh. it a show that you had loved previously, or did you just come across The Nanny and you're like, I'm going to recheck out this for No, some I actually did like The Nanny okay. when I was growing up. So it was from like 1996, I think. It's from around that era. Hmm. Or maybe I just like heard about something else. I think I've been listening to Unspooled. Yeah. And. The two previous movies they've talked about were Fargo and Scream. Oh, yeah. And both of those came out in 96. And so maybe I'm just thinking The Nanny is 96. It's around there. It feels a little older, but maybe that's just the difference between movie and television where those movies don't feel quite as old as, I want to say, The Franny. The The Nanny. (laughs) The Nanny named Fran. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I remember liking that show a lot. And she kind of reminds me of like a modern Lucille Ball, like the, her, her comedy style. Yeah. It was actually when I was at Suna Summit down in Austin, Texas, and it was two nights. I would come home at like 11 o'clock both nights, mm-hmm. and I'd turn on the TV, and that was actually what was That's on. That's where it came it from. It was like on TBS or something like that, and I was like, oh, the nanny. Oh, my gosh. I love this show. <laughs> like, what a fun, guilty pleasure. And then... uh yeah, we were looking around. I think we were was- watching uh, Mr. Show mm-hmm. on HBO Max. Another late 90s show, yeah. So good. And they have it, I think, their new partnership. They have a lot more like random TV shows. And The Nanny is one of them. That is a random one. And I have been watching it, and I love it. <laughs> so when I'm in more of a, a sitcom mood, I'll watch The Nanny. And when I'm just in a zen kind of mood, I'll watch <laughs> Great British Bake Off. Well, they both have charming British people on them. It's true. Mr. Sheffield. Mr. Sheffield ah, or Mr. Niles Sheffield. or whatever. What's the butler's name? Oh, Niles. Is his name Niles? Yeah. No. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I'm surprised I got that. It's perfect. Oh, so good. I mean, there are some moments haven't aged very well. Mm, like, yeah. When you call little girls like heartbreakers or something like that. Or anytime the nanny wears a different costume and then she's like, Mr. Sheffield. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> Did I say new costume? Yeah. And I meant new outfit. Same difference yeah. with her. <laughs> like, a, like a little skippy outfit. And just like, oh, it's awkward. I know, but it's like it majority though it's very good i mean it's a very it's a very heartfelt show <laughs> it's cute it's cute i like it i like that her and niles get along so well and cc is just the evil <laughs> <laughs> the evil not stepmother but kind of she would like to be the stepmother business person mm. i just it's so funny well another charming english oh yeah thing we've done is the last game that we played with 
your family over the holidays was Village Green. Yes, I liked this one. We also played it with Vincent and Kira. Yes, we did. We played. That's right, we did. Yeah, because we played it with them and then we gave it to them for Christmas. And Village Green is a game designed by Pierre Sylvester and mm-hmm. published by Osprey Games. And I love the theme of the Village Green where you are gardeners from rival towns competing for the Village Green of the Year competition. Kind of reminds me of Downton Abbey because I feel like um, the dowager Maggie Smith's character. Yeah. Her roses would win at the garden show every Mm -hmm. year. That's exactly what it is. So it's just (laughs) like these people like aggressively competing to win this like little garden thing. And and it has delightfully British names when you're given a um, a player card and you can choose which town you want to represent. And they all have names like Newton Pomore. Mm -hmm. Mm, yep. Or Middle Didsbrook. I don't know why these are funny. Oh, lovely. <laughs> but I don't... It sounds... Mm. Middle Didsbrook sounds like... Middle Didsbrook. Almost sounds embarrassing. Like, did you get caught playing with your Middle Didsbrook <laughs> in school or something? Stop diddling <laughs> around with your Didsbrook. <laughs> Market Foxby. Market Foxby. So you just get these little village cards, lovely. which kind of set the tone. Yeah. And during the game, you are going to create a... Of a four by four card grid. Mm-hmm. And on the outside edges, you're going to put rule cards, mm-hmm. which have different ways of scoring. And then on the inside three by three grid, you're going to put different types of elements of your garden, which can be different types of trees, different types of flowers, or things like like uh, grass or ponds or gazebos. Yep, statues, things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. So every top card scores the three cards so you below score it, your columns and, and every, you score your rows. Yep. So you kind of yeah. have like just like these six different scoring conditions. Yep. And you're trying to perfectly create this garden that maximizes scoring in every different row and column. The trick is whenever you're placing a flower, it has to match either shape or a color of something adjacent to it. Yeah. Which means the way that you place these can mean you make spaces in your garden that are impossible to ever fill. Ugh. So you have to be really careful. Like you have a blue triangle up above and a yellow circle at the bottom. You can't put anything in the middle. Between two of them, you could. Between the two of those? It's when you get three. That's when it becomes impossible. Oh, yeah. So if you had... Like a blue triangle up top, <laughs> a red diamond to the right, and a yellow circle down below. Then there'll be no flower that can meet you all of those You can't put conditions. a flower in there. <laughs> it gets tricky. <laughs> but you could put grass in there. You could put grass in there. It gets tricky faster than you think it's going to be. It did get tricky. And but... you're drafting these flowers and the rules out of a card row. So everyone's kind of taking from the same pool. So it's a really quick game. It can mm-hmm. end very quickly. It can. Because basically it ends when somebody fills up their, their four by four grid. Right. Or is it three by three? So it's if the garden is full, the game ends, or if you just run out or of the you draw run out pile. Of cards. So yeah, if somebody fills up their garden, that can be in nine turns. Mm-hmm. And then the game's over. Even less, because some of the cards let you oh, draw yeah. another card and play Yeah, because the card. gazebos let you draw another card when you play it. Mm-hmm. And so it is a little tiny, easy to play, quick to play, but brain-crunchingly tricky little game. It gives me the same vibes as like Arboretum. Yes, like a more chill Arboretum. Like a slightly more chill, quicker Arboretum. Yep. <laughs> Arboretum is great, but it is, it's a more of a brain burner. This one is a, it's like a test you have so much time to do the best you can. And eventually, even if you're struggling so bad, the time is going to run out. And then you're like, thank God that's over. Arboretum is more like a, it's like a run. You're going to go out running 
and uh, there's no way to make this quicker. You're going to have to just like complete the run, mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense. That does make sense. Okay. Yeah, I actually been thinking about this would be a good game to give my parents too, I think, because my dad really likes Arboretum, mm-hmm. but I think it's a little bit chunkier than my mom prefers. Yeah. So I feel like this, I feel like this might be a good one. This is another little giftable game. This has been the giftable game episode. Yeah. Well, it was just so, it's just so good. And it was fun playing it with Vincent and Kira too, because they started noticing stuff on the cards that I'd never (laughs) noticed before. And they're like, oh, there's like people in the background here that are doing like Tai Chi in the background (laughs) or like in this kind of field. Yeah. Or like there is like ducks or something like that. Or all the cards are a little bit different where Mm -hmm. I just didn't notice that at all. And they, they definitely have that hometown like little quaint feel to them where they're little watercolor paintings that yeah. are cute and have little details. They're not like super skillful. They're not like amazingly rendered where you're like, this is a, an amazing artist. It feels like something that came from somebody is just like, like the person show. who's known for painting watercolors in yeah. their neighborhood. And they're like, paint yes. these. So. It's like the, the person from the neighborhood that you hire to paint a watercolor of whomever won the garden show (laughs) there is just a very sweet chill game i like it me too i think my mimosas are wearing off i'm getting tired Uh no i think that means we need to amp it up turn it to 11 with a insane anime bullet hell shooter of a board game review Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for this? I'm just going to let you keep singing it. Well, you have to go through at least, you know, like those two times. All right. I'm excited to talk about this game, though. It's like playing an arcade game in real life. It totally is. And I have already recorded a little intro about how to play it. So I'm going to shoot over to that. All right. Bullet Heart is designed by Joshua Van Lanningham, and the artists are listed as Collateral Damage Studios, Sebastian Kozinner, Usain Corin, and Davey Wagnerock. And the publisher is Level 99 Games. So Bullet Heart is a simultaneous timed puzzle action game that can be played competitively in team battles, cooperatively, or in a solo score attack mode. For this overview, I'm just going to be talking about the free-for-all competitive mode. Right off the bat, Bullet Heart is played over a series of timed three-minute rounds. During these three minutes, each player is going to simultaneously draw tokens called bullets from their draw bag and place them onto their individual player boards. These bullets all have a color, which indicates which column on the player boards the bullet should be placed in, and a number, which indicates how many spaces down from the top of the player board the bullet should be placed. An important thing to note is bullets jump over any bullets that are already in that column. For example, a blue three bullet is placed in the blue column three spaces down from the top, but if there's already a bullet in one of those three spaces, the bullet is placed in the fourth space from the top. If a bullet ever reaches the bottom row, it turns into damage, and if you take enough damage, you're eliminated from the game. So all players are going to be drawing these bullets and filling up their player board, but you can stop drawing bullets at any time to use a pattern card. These cards each show a specific layout of bullets that, if the pattern on the card is matched, allow you to remove bullets from your player board. 
but thankfully you start with a limited supply of action points each round, which can be spent on special actions that are printed on your player board. These actions allow you to move bullets around your player board and draw new pattern cards, helping you keep up with the oncoming onslaught of bullets. As I mentioned, this happens with all players simultaneously with a three minute timer running. Players keep drawing bullets, taking actions, and clearing patterns until they've emptied their bag and used all the actions and patterns they're able to, or until the timer runs out. If the timer does run out, players are forced to draw and place every remaining token left in their bag without being able to use any actions or patterns. Anyone who takes enough damage is out of the game, but at the end of a round, all surviving players are going to add more bullets to their bag. There's a set amount that gets added every turn that increases, but also any bullets you cleared get added to your neighbor's draw bag. The better you do, the harder their next round will be. Play continues over these three minute rounds until there's only one player left standing, and that player is the Bullet Heart Champ. And that pretty much sums up how you play Bullet Heart. Oh, wow, that was super helpful. Thanks, Chris. You're welcome. Thanks for yeah. those rules. You're so good at that. Well, first of all, Bullet Heart, I think the first thing that comes to mind is that. There is nothing remotely like it in my board game collection. I don't think so. I don't think I've ever played anything like this. Yeah, it's really original and really different mm -hmm. than so many other games. And I think that's what immediately drew me when I first heard about Bullet Heart. I was like, this is, I can't even imagine how this plays kind of. So I was really excited to see how that See how that all shook out? Yeah. I don't um, think I've played any other games that have their own YouTube uh, channel. <laughs> their own YouTube soundtrack. <laughs> their own YouTube soundtrack Which channel. I love. I love that they added that. Yes. You know, these are really inspired by... Supposedly, they're really inspired by these bullet hell shooter, which is like a type of video game where there's just like millions of bullets flying in at you, usually like a little ship or a little um, mm. character who's flying around on the screen shooting things and you're kind of weaving through these patterns of bullets. Yeah. And when I think to those arcades and things like that, the music is really a huge part of that. And in Bullet Heart, they provide you with these little musical tracks, which are all exactly three minutes, which is how long the rounds are. Yep. And you it can, even has a countdown yeah, in and the it beginning. Kinda, it reminds me, it's very much like a fighting game where it's kind of like, deet, yes. deet, boop. And then you yeah. kind of like go, that was, <laughs> that <laughs> deet, was a noise. <laughs> deet, deet. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> that's Your like, voice didn't crack like a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the um, the racing games is yeah. what I always think of. Yeah. So it's very much like that you're about to start an arcade experience and then the music kicks in. And, uh, you know, it might not be my favorite genre of music on its own, but in the context of the game, I think I can't really imagine listening to anything else. I always use the music. It gets me pumped up. You only have three minutes to do all this stuff, and it definitely makes me feel a lot more like high stress. <laughs> yeah, it really adds to that theme. And the and the theme really is inspired by those video games. Mm -hmm. it, what it reminds me of more than a bullet hell shooter is like a match three game. There's a game called Puzzle Fighter, and it's kind of like this game where you're doing these match three combinations and making combos and stuff like that. And very similar to this game, as you destroy things, you kind of put it in your opponent's incoming area. And then when you do a certain combo, it dumps it all on them. Mm. So I think it 
it feels way more to me inspired by that, even though a lot of people, or it's kind of known as this bullet hell inspired game. I feel like it really feels inspired by like these puzzle fighter arcade games. Cool. So me- I don't know anything about any of these video games. It just, it does feel kind of like, just like a real life arcade game Mm -hmm. but yeah you are right where there is like i haven't played any other game like this but it's really fun it's something that i think like a wide range of ages could play because Mm. like a lot of it is just like pulling colored chips out that have a number on it yeah um and you have to think fast but there's not a whole lot of onboarding for this game yeah and that's exactly what i was impressed by for being something that was so different Mm -hmm. is that it is so easy to learn and play and and things just kind of make sense the way that bullets fall into your site the way that you remove them the way they pile up and dump on your opponent it just flows and it just makes sense so even though it's a really unique concept that's timed that is just doing things like i haven't really seen in any other games every time i teach it people are up and playing it by the end of the first timed round they're just like i get this yep and then it's off to the races yeah I mean, I think that's really impressive, actually, considering just like how much innovation is in the game. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on because then there's also just like the extra action meter with all of your character's special extra actions that you can do. Like I was playing a character a lot that had just an additional piece on the board. This kind of piece wasn't quite a wild card, which is (laughs) what I was treating it as for a little bit, but it was just kind of like an extra bullet that didn't have a color or number Mm -hmm. that just could count as a generic bullet yep so sometimes there's a little bit of a learning curve with your character's specific abilities just because it's like wait how do i use this again what am i doing here but it's still either way you're gonna have fun yes even if for some even if like me, you play it wrong for <laughs> the first couple of games. It's still fun. It's just an early game handicap. You just yeah. had a little bit of an advantage. Yeah. I really like the co-op mode yes. too. I don't know if we're ready to get into the co-op mode. Yeah. No. I so, very much enjoyed that. I think I liked it even better. Really? And so I in the rules explanation, which you heard and congratulated me on. Yes. I did fantastic. not explain the, the co-op mode. We only <laughs> talked I only talked about the competitive head-to-head mode. Yeah. So the co-op mode slows things down a little bit because it's not timed yes and in the co-op mode every character in the game of which there are many you flip over to the backside and they have a boss version of that character Mm -hmm. who has their own unique rules and ways that they interact with you yeah and that is just like the single boss that we pick to fight Mm -hmm. our characters are not getting flipped over to their boss side correct our characters remain the same but Now that we're a co-op mode, we're fighting against one character flipped over to be the boss. Yeah. And in the co-op mode, you are both working together to match patterns and remove bullets from your site and you dump them onto the boss, Mm -hmm. which is going to chunk off these shields, these thresholds you have to hit to destroy a shield. And you're just, like I said, not timed. So you really have to kind of think really hard in order to make sure you are hitting the thresholds you need to hit. Mm -hmm. But also most of the bosses have their own pattern cards that say, if you don't make this pattern at the end of your round, if you don't have bullets arranged in this pattern, something bad is going to happen to you. Yeah. So not only are you trying to match your patterns so that you can dump bullets onto the boss, you have to, at the end of the game, still have enough bullets. So you don't want to get rid of all your bullets. Right. You still need to have enough bullets where you can create the patterns that the boss is requiring you to create. And if you don't, something bad happens. Yeah, at so, the end of the round. Yeah, at the end of the round, yep. 
And I just, I really like it because it is more strategizing and you get a few more extra action tiles where, but all the action tiles are cooperating with your fellow player. Yeah. It's basically just like, oh, take a bullet from your tray and put it onto theirs. Mm -hmm. Basically, all of them are interacting with the other player. Mm -hmm. Um, And so to use them, at first I didn't realize it wasn't going to be timed. Because I was like, oh, my God, I can't use these because we're going to stop and talk about it and be like, can I give you this bullet, you know, to put onto your board? And so it was nice to learn that it wasn't timed because then you could be like, "Okay, well, I have too many bullets right now and you need one. So maybe I can spend an action to like give you one of mine. Yeah, I liked that we had more time to talk with each other and strategize. Yeah, Long it, story short, yeah. I just like, it heightened the strategy. Well, it, it definitely did. And it, it turns it into a very different game of yeah. being a frantic dash to being a very strategic, like, how are we going to survive this boss? Yep. Really discussing sometimes quite a bit where, you know, really doing some mental gymnastics to be like, how am I going to make this pattern? And yeah. you're like, if I give you this one, you can use this power and I can shift it and I can help you move one over here. And yeah, because right at the end, we we're just like, oh, we're at like, because maybe you need eight to do damage and then if another eight more to do another thing of damage. And we had 12. And so we had enough to do the one hit of damage. And then we had a few more extra that would have just gotten thrown away yeah. if we didn't meet the next requirement. So then we spent the end of the round trying to figure out how we could get six more bullets. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was like the four more bullets to get to the next round so that none of our bullets were wasted. Mm-hmm. And that was fun. Did we do it? We did. Okay. I was we like, I remember work. we've done that a couple of times. And I feel like one time we, we did like every permutation and we just were always one bullet short. And we we're just like, oh. I think we got our maths Wrong. I'm saying maths now. From so watching how, so much British so, television. From, that's how, yeah, that's how they say it in the British Bake Off is the maths. Yeah. <laughs> we got our maths wrong, but we did get it. I think that makes it, it's a little bit less accessible. You have to know a little bit more what's going on to like know what the boss is going to do and understand how all that works. But mm-hmm. it is, it's really nice that this game just has a lot of content mm-hmm. where you can play, and I mentioned this in the opening, but you can play cooperative you can play competitive, you can play team-based competitive, you can play solo, you can just play it in a lot of different ways. So we did it competitive and cooperative. We didn't even do like team-based or anything like that. So there's modes we haven't even experienced. I think you've done solo too, haven't you? I've done solo too, yeah. 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 But within that as well, there are a lot of characters. And so those characters, and when we were talking about how easy it is to get into this game, I was going to mention those characters are really where... Um, you can add difficulty for each player because some of the characters are much more complex than others. So I personally know which ones are the easiest ones by kind of reading them. And when I play with new players, I'm like, okay, you can have your choice of these three or four characters. And I hold back any of the characters that are just a little bit too intimidating to play for your first time because some of them really require you to do a lot of maths or to do <laughs> <laughs> to do a lot of different um, So the way you hand out the characters can kind of hold some of that difficulty back. And you can save that for the people who are a lot more experienced at the game. And I wish that they would have labeled those characters with level of difficulty or something like that. Because that's something that I figured out and kind of do as I hand out characters. But if you were just to totally open this up, some of the characters are really complex. And if you get stuck with one of them in your first game, you could have a bad first game. And the same is kind of true for the bosses where they don't label how difficult they are. Oh. And some of them are way more difficult than others. And even worse in a way, 
some of them are, it seems like really, really, really easy. Oh. Because I played with a few different people and I played with a friend, Ian. And when we played, we just chose one at random. And it was like so stupidly easy that we kind of had to check the rule book and we're like, are we doing this right? This seems like it's way too easy. Mm. So we played one, we played a different one and a different one and a different one. And then we finally hit one that was hard enough that we lost to. And then we tried to play that again and we did it. And so there's no way to tell ahead of time if a boss is going to be really hard or really yeah, easy or anywhere in the middle. that's kind of a bummer because it's like, you know, I mean, it sucks to lose and lose and lose, but I feel like that's challenging and that's mm-hmm. intriguing. But yeah, if it's too easy, it's kind of like, who cares? Yeah, because it just felt like a bad game. We played the head to head and we had a really good time and then we're like, all right, let's try this boss mode. And just purely by chance, I picked one that was really easy and we played it and we're like, Oh, that wasn't that like lost all of the tension and stress and everything. I know because then it's just busy work. Yeah, and then we're then just like, just we kind of like, just did this okay. exercise and we didn't even come close to getting hurt or Aww. anything. And it was, it was that's kind no of a thing. fun. That's so tough. I don't think it's bad that they included it, but I do wish there was just a little bit of direction about how it. to use all this content because it comes with a lot of content and a lot of stuff. And I think just like a little guidance. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you can look online and you can find like people's tier ranking of like, these are the easy bosses. These are the hard bosses. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe they didn't because the character you choose could also affect how easy or hard a boss is. Because for one character, just thanks to their special ability, That's it true. might trivialize how difficult a boss is That is true because they just might be the certain counter which is great which is cool to have that much variety and that it can swing that much but yeah, it that's was a good point that's a good point yeah because what a boss said it's easy for one player could be really hard for another player mm-hmm. it could just be kind of how they play into each other mm-hmm. maybe some sort of chart that says like it's easy for these players it might be a just a medium for matrix these players and just like let's yeah. not build it but <laughs> it could be it could just be like there's too many variables and... at the same time it gets over you know even even a long game is no longer than 20 or 30 minutes i'd say oh my gosh yeah so 30 minutes like yeah. with a crunchy boss maybe 30 minutes but yeah. when you're playing competitively against something it's a 15 minute game so if you have a bad game, it's not the end of the world. You didn't lose two or three hours. Right. So. That, I do really like that about this game where it's just like, it's so easy just to like play a game. Yeah. Because you know it's not going to be that much of an investment. Yes. And with that in mind, I also have found myself like I put it away and I'm like, that was a load of fun. That was easy to play. That was really interesting. That was really different. And then I put it on the shelf. And every time I think about pulling it off, I'm kind of like, hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't know if I'm in the mood to play that right now. Yeah. And if I were to say right now, if I was just to say like, let's play any game, how likely would you be to pull Bullet Heart off the shelf? Oh, probably not very likely. Do you think there's a reason behind that? That is a, it's a good question. Cause it's like, why would I choose? Like, I would rather play Village Green. Yeah. You know, I would rather play even like Wingspan because it's like, when I pull that one off, it's a 15 minute game. Mm-hmm. You're just going to play it a few times. And, <laughs> you know, it's like sugar. No, that's a great analogy. Actually, it is like sugar. It's like a, it is a, I mean, it's whole presentation is just like a sugary adrenaline rush of these bright characters. We didn't even talk about the art style and mm-hmm. the presentation, but it, it has like a very loud presentation with the music and these like anime characters and the theme and everything and these characters are like you know like sniper (laughs) robot cowboy woman and really out there things i think what it comes down to for me is that 
the timed aspect, even mm-hmm. though I think it works great and fits really well with the game, my personal taste is usually not like, I really want to be under the gun of a timer. I know, because <laughs> we don't play that pandemic one either. That, the timed pandemic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we played it there a couple of times and it was fun, but it, and it was stressful, but mm-hmm. it's like, we've never pulled that out again. Yeah. I think it's just harder to want to take a mm-hmm. game where you're going to have to like be so attentive that you're on a timer maybe. Yeah. And it only lasts 15 minutes, you know, mm-hmm. 15, 20 minutes. I think that thing it's perfect for is if you are having people over for a game night Uh some people are there and you're waiting for others to arrive Mm -hmm. and you're like well i don't know when the others are going to arrive so we don't want to dive into something big right now but hey let's play bullet heart and it's like even if those people show up five minutes later you can have just be like hey come on in grab a drink grab some food have a seat we just have like 10 minutes left on this game yeah you know, like yeah. it's the perfect game for that. It is. And it's also the perfect game for just being like, hey, do you want to see something you've never seen before? Yeah. Yeah. And just pull it off, teach it and be done. And, you know, probably you'll probably play two rounds at least. Yeah. You know, you'll play one round and you'll be like, okay, let's do it again. Now I want to try a different character. Now I want to just see mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I now that I've learned it, I want to do it better. Um, so I think it's it's a, like sugar. It's a novelty. It's it's yes. a really well done game. And I I think because it is so novel. I'm just really impressed by the amount of thought and design work that went into it as well. I think it it probably will have a permanent spot on my shelf. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it's not something that I'm like, let's play bullet heart. Yeah. I, it's, it's a once in a while thing. I <laughs> let's guess. order pizza and play it, bullet heart. It's tonight. like how sugar should be. <laughs> it is where it's just like, it's a once in a while thing and it's yeah. not like an everyday thing. Yeah. Sometimes maybe you crave it. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that can fulfill that sweet tooth is that game yeah and it's like you know what you showed it to me this summer and i know you played it out on the deck and then we were getting ready for this podcast and we played it again and i enjoyed playing it all over again Mm -hmm. it was fun to play but yeah i think if we're ever just like hey let's have a game night i'm probably not thinking bullet heart it's a perfect one though like again another scenario is uh, I could see it happening with your nibblings. Yeah. Where they have. I mean, I'll definitely be. They have 20 minutes left before they have to go. And yeah. It's like, what game should we play? <laughs> this would be a game that you could totally play. I also think that there's gamers out there who do have a little bit more of that arcade sensibility. Mm-hmm. And when I say arcade, I don't really mean the video game, but like a little bit more of a. I want High smaller, pressure. shorter. Yeah. Yeah. I want these experiences that are a little bit more frenetic. It's a little bit more frenetic. It's a little bit more high energy of a game. And I think there's probably people who really, really love that. And if I put down something where I'm like, we are, you know, Hanseatic merchants who are moving, they're going to fall asleep. (laughs) Whereas this is exactly in their wheelhouse. So I I can see somebody who this is like one of their top games and they're playing it all the time. Yeah. It's a well done game and it's really fun. But yeah, it is. It's sugary. But all of that said, they have expansions. There's a bullet orange, like the fruit. Mm, like yeah. a little f- orange icon. Mm. Oh, because like the, I guess we didn't really say this, but it's bullet heart with a heart icon. And so I think what it, I think what they're trying to do is the series is actually bullet. And oh. then the first iteration is heart. And then there's also orange, which I think is a little small expansion. And then star, which is a full, uh, exactly the same size as this one, like a whole double one. Oh, interesting. And even though I just said I'm not interested in playing it all the time, I am kind of interested in buying all the expansions because mm-hmm. I think one of the most interesting thing for me 
is playing every character and being like, now I want to try this character. I know. I'm a sucker for just playing the same I know, character and trying to like, not like that. I like to master <laughs> or like as much as I can where I'm just like, okay, I think I finally figured out how to do it. I want to do this as efficiently as possible mm-hmm. and I'll play that same character. So you probably don't need <laughs> the expansions, but it is. But I'll then, still play. That'd and be again, fun. every character you get is a different character to play against each other and a different boss to fight in the cooperative or solo mode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it's actually like a ton of extra content. Right. The DLC. Mm-hmm. And I am a <laughs> I am a sucker for like completing a set. Yes, you are. So yeah. I'm probably going to buy it. I think this game is going to be super fun to play with your nibblings. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to bring this to your family get-togethers. <laughs> I think the kids are going to really like this. It's going to be fun, especially a- if we play the music. I mean, we're going to play the music. Yeah. I got to bring like a Bluetooth. Oh, yeah. We'll so bring we our really yeah, pump Bluetooth the jams. speaker. Yeah. The last thing that you can buy, and this came with the, I think it came with the Kickstarter edition or just the special edition you could pre-order, mm-hmm. is it has wooden tokens Ooh. instead of the cardboard. Nice. Which is totally superfluous and the cardboard works perfectly. It oh, works yeah. Great. You don't need wood. But I am considering buying the wooden tokens. I say do it because that just sounds fun. <laughs> Sounds classy. Yeah. And so um, so that kind of sums up my thoughts. I'm just like, Me too. I don't want to play it all the time. I am in awe of its originality and I kind of want to buy everything for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so take that for whatever that means. <laughs> I like it. I would probably never choose Bullet Heart. Mm-hmm. But if you were ever to say like, hey, do you want to play a game of Bullet Heart? I probably never say no. I feel like you would never say no 80% of the time. And then the- <laughs> <laughs> you would never say no 80% of the time. But there's going to be the nights because it's timed where you're just like, it's like oh, even though it's easy. Well, no, and familiar, because then if it was that case, I would just pick, let's play co op. Okay. Yeah. Right. If you're ever like, let's play Bullet Heart, you want to play Bullet Heart, and it's like 9 30, I'll be like, I'll play one co op game. All right. Are you well, going to test, test it out? <laughs> I'm going to test you. You want to play it right after this podcast? (laughs) I mean, I guess if you really want to. I have, I want to get on the bike. My tennis game didn't close my circle. So I want to exercise a little bit more. That's amazing. Your tennis game didn't close the circles. You know, we're pretty casual. All right. Well, that's Bullet Heart. This is fun. I like it. Bullet series in general, I guess. Bullet. Heart, star, orange. Mm -hmm. Insert icon here yes and what else can we insert what can we insert what else can we insert (laughs) what can we insert into our urls to find us on the internet (laughs) smooth chris um what are we shufflebuddies.com on twitter it's shuffle underscore buddies and then instagram is shuffle underscore buddies underscore pod and then you can listen to us pretty much anywhere. Chris has gone through all the work to make us so big and popular. We're on all the streaming services, all the networks. We have taken over. It's a media takeover. <laughs> and then Chris will talk about all the board game geek stuff. Well, I think at the last episode, you said you would definitely remember our <laughs> board game geek guild. So I would like you to tell everyone, what is the number of our board game geek guild? Two, three, seven, eight. Not even close again. <laughs> uh, if you want to find us on Board Game Geek, we are boardgamegeek.com slash guild slash 3836. Okay. 
<laughs> okay, I'll remember next time. Okay. Three eight three six. Yep. Is this? I'm gonna do this again, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get it this time. Three eight three six. Three eight three six. Three eight three six. That's a catchy song. Three it's eight. It's almost as catchy as the nanny's six. theme song. The nanny named Fran. <laughs> three six three eight. <laughs> and if you don't want to remember any of this, just remember shufflebuddies.com. And That's have, everything is there. We have links to everything on yeah. shufflebuddies.com. Shufflebuddies.com. Merch to come. <laughs> yep. Right, Chris? Yeah, for friends and family and, well, whatever. Yeah, yeah. For anybody who wants some. So send those contact forms to Chris and let him know what kind of merch you want. I'm thinking hankies. Hankies? Hankies. We have a particularly boogery crowd who listens. I mean, me. <laughs> <laughs> I have hankies. In every area code. It's true. <laughs> I have hankies behind my pillow. I got hankies in my purse. I got hankies out on the coffee table. I apologize <laughs> about that. All right. Well, with that, do you want to sniffle us out? <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to like that. Would you like to shuffle us out? She's blushing off from crying. But was it from flushing? The nanny named Fran. Okay, keep going. She's the flushing, flushing nanny. I think it's the blushing girl from flushing. Oh, yeah. I, I can never know if it's like the flashy girl from flushing or blushing girl from flushing. I don't know. All I know is girl from the nanny named Fran. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's the stinger. <laughs>